Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter, my name's Kevin. And I'm Leslie. Episode 39. Controversial. Oh, we're getting straight into it. Controversial. Well, it, is, it is controversial, right? Yeah. So I th- but, you know, when we first put it out there, it was controversial, but eh, not, as, not as bad. I thought I'd get hammered I'm comfortable. for it. You're comfortable? Yeah. We'll get into why. So this is all about Blur and Park Life. Uh, Britpop Banter on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at BritpopBanter at Gmail. All views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own, and while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. That means you can't come at us because it's our opinion, alright? 100%. 100%. Last week, Ocean Colour Scene. <coughs> Your thoughts? You got um, smashed. Me? Why did I get smashed? By me. Oh, by you. Yeah, it was a rough episode. I mean, I couldn't listen to the whole thing back, but even when I was, I was like, no, I'm going to skip that because I'm going to get angry. Did you still get angry? Oh, it's just, you know, I'm all right with it. I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Um, we'll do Ocean Colour Scene one-liners next week, so it's good to get everyone's sort of thoughts on them too. I've had a couple of reads of some. Yeah? How are you feeling about it? Cool. Like, comfortable. I feel <laughs> I've got more people in my camp. Right, okay. Yeah, whatever, mate. Don't you? Uh, no, I st- I'm sticking to my guns. I, that's, you know. But then how many people have... Uh, see, now you're getting me rallied up again. I'm not doing it, okay? How many people took the time to go through the full journey of Ocean Colour seeing the band? Probably not many. You know, Why not, was that, though? Oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing <laughs> it. I'm not getting into it. Um, we talked... If you remember, we talked about how many people talk about physical music. You remember? Yep. Briefly, we went, do people still buy albums? Like, is it a lot? All that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Anyway, so interesting stats right around that. So first half of 2019, streaming makes up 80% of music revenue. Total music revenue is driven by streaming, right? That's tons. Yeah, it's it's massive. Physical and digital digital downloads, each having 9% each, right? The interesting part, is that vinyl grew year on year. CDs held steady. Cassettes had growth. Only Cassettes mar- had growth? They had growth, but the numbers are marginal, like really marginal. But cassettes grew, um, so people are still buying it. Get this, right? So vinyl revenue grew by 12.8% at the back end of 2018 and has grown another 12.9% for the first half of 2019. Yeah, why? It's big, isn't it? It's big. So vinyl is actually growing. Which and, I love. Which is fantastic, right? Which is fantastic. Do you want to know the top vinyl sellers and how much they actually sold? Yeah, go on then. Ready. Okay. Starting with number 10. Yep. It's like a, it's like a backwards chart. Billie Eilish, Don't Smile at Me, 28,000 copies sold. On vinyl. Vinyl. Who's buying that on vinyl? Because she's, she's it's a young crowd. It is a young... And they're buying vinyl. Young whippersnappers. I really are. Bust out. I've heard that. It's a little bit hectic. It's full on. But some of it's really good, though. It's really catchy. Uh, number nine, Michael Jackson, Thriller. Yeah. 29,000 copies sold. Number eight, Fleetwood Mac, Rumours, 29. Number seven... I've got that on vinyl. Do you? Mm-hmm. Downstairs. Oh. Where'd you buy it? Um. And did you buy it this year? Because if you did, boom. Yeah, I did buy it this year. Well, there year. you go. You're one of them. Look at, Look at me, I'm a part of it. 
Um, number seven, Bob Marley and the Whalers. Legend. The album, 30,000. Pink Floyd, The Dark Side of the Moon. 30, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. 32,000. Number five, The Beatles, Abbey Road. I love The Beatles. This will surprise you. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy, Awesome Mix. Number one, 33,000. What's that? What do you mean? What you... <laughs> What's that? Is that a band? Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't don't be daft. You're just being silly. I don't you... know what that. I don't know what that is. You swear you don't know what Guardians of the Galaxy. I do is. not know what that is. Is okay. it some shit that you watch? It's a I've super. Just it was, it's a. You did. So I'm gonna have to. Oh, don't worry about it. I'll put the E next to it. We don't do that anymore. Um, it's a superhero movie. There we. Well, why would I know that? Hugely popular, and the biggest part. One of the biggest parts of it was the soundtrack, which was all. Who's like, in it? Chris Pratt, uh, for one. Uh, one of my boys, a wrestler called Batista. Um, there's heaps. Who's your guy of the the movie that we talked about a couple of episodes ago? The singer one, Bradley Cooper. He's in it, but he's the voice of one of the characters. Mm. Oh, anyway, it's full on. So great movie, really good movie. The soundtrack is excellent because it's these these uh, lesser known seventies and eighties songs, and it's just like. It's awesome. Very cool. Mm. Intro. Number three. Oh, God. Billie Eilish, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Number two, Cre- Queen, Greatest Hits. And number one, Queen, The Bohemian Rhapsody Soundtrack. Doesn't surprise me. No, Queen one and two. Pretty amazing, right? I've uh, got a story today about Bohemian Rhapsody. Go on. So, um, as people may be aware, I'm an HR professional. <laughs> um, and um, it's a bit of a stretch. Absolutely, it is. And I today was interviewing somebody, and we're getting works done in our office. Yeah, yeah. And so where we are at, there's some. They were above us in the ceiling because they're doing the the aircon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the workman decided to put their radio on. Right. And while I'm in the middle of this interview, asking really tough questions. The boss turned the radio up and all of a sudden it was Galileo, 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 Figaro. And I just completely lost my chain of thought. <laughs> Started to sing. Oh. And I was interviewing a compliance person and they looked at me like. That's the HR professional you are. <laughs> so I'm not sure what their candidate experience was like, um, but I'm hoping it was a good one. That's awesome. Uh, shoegaze challenge. Are you ready for this? I'm pumped. Set by aid. Uh, you want to go one by one? Let's go one by one. Okay. So, ten songs. So, thank you for the ten songs. Wasn't 43. No, because that's not a challenge. I just wanted to introduce you to the genre. And you did get knocked back by that for a few I know, people. I got smashed by that. Suck it up. It's a genre. Get over it. Haven't done it yet. So, uh, you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Soon by My Bloody Valentine. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Liked it, but kept expecting a decent vocal. This is exactly how Ride played at the end more. There I was thinking it was a sound issue. Is this, is how, is this how it was supposed to be? Okay, 5 out of 10. Not bad. Quite enjoyed it. Um, like the... Yeah, the vocals. I like the music. Wasn't a big fan of the vocals. 5 out of 10. Yeah. 5 out of 10. Ooh. Uh, so, Slow Dive with Alison... Yeah, all right. Don't mind this. Ends a bit softly rather than I thought it would. Is Shoegaze where the vocals take second fiddle? Five and a half. Mm. I put not bad. Quite enjoyed this one. Enjoyed it more than the previous track. 
preferred the track Machine Gun, which came on after it. So oh. if he'd have put that in the challenge, I'd have given that an 8 out of 10. However, he didn't, so I'll give this a 6 out of 10. Ooh, that's good feedback for Aid. All right, okay, so Chapter House with Pearl. I just answered my own question. Yes, the vocals don't seem to matter. Boring, worst song so far. Um, it's a bad thing. If I listen to a song and think I could do better, that's a real problem. Points for the beat and the breakdown, 3 out of 10. Oh, really? I've, so I'm, I've, I'm being pretty cruel here, which is not like me, but... I just... We'll get to the end. Um, I've put as the same at the same level as soon. Um, again, with the vocals. I actually didn't mind... I actually don't mind the music of Shoegaze. It's actually quite good. I didn't mind the song, 5 out of 10. Okay, good. Well, this is, this is, this is not going the way we expected it to go. Uh, Lush with Nothing Natural. Gorgeous video. Much better vocals here. However, still kind of hitting... Still boring and a bit repetitive, 4 out of 10. Yes, I put that. I put, didn't mind this. I actually quite enjoyed it for a bit, but wished it had gone somewhere else. Yeah. Because I felt it was going to, and it never really did. Yep. But 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10, okay. Uh, the telescopes with flying. The melody is good. Again, the singing average, quite short, at just 2.5 minutes, 5 out of 10. I've put, enjoyed this, really liked the banjo in it, or that, like, yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, 6 out of 10. Catherine Wheel, Black Metallic. Decent, best one so far. Vocals were strong and the melody was there. Six out of ten. Six out of ten, same thing. Really enjoyed the vocals. Right. This is weird. This is weird. Ride like a daydream. Good instrumental here. Good drums and guitar. Definitely wasn't a sound issue at the end more. This is actually how they signed. A really good last two minutes. Six out of ten. Not a big fan of this track. Feel there are better ride tracks that he could have put on. Four out of ten. The Ecstasy of St. Teresa Fluidum. Interesting. Interestingly, I was really bored until the guitar kicked in. Then it went back to the same old feel. I liked it, but when the chorus hits, that's it. Six out of ten. Didn't, I, put, I didn't mind this track. Um, doesn't really go anywhere, which seems to be a bit of a theme. Five out of ten. Moose with Jack. Okay, again, not bad. Great guitar work again, and you can't take that away from the shoegaze bands, but just okay, 6 out of 10. So I really enjoyed this. I liked the tempo of this track more than some of the others. Um, vocals weren't too bad, um, 6 out of 10. Quite okay. enjoyed that one. Okay, how much did you give it? 6. What did you give it? Uh, I think I gave it 6 as 6 as well. Uh, Low Tide, final track withheld. Mm. Best song so far. Well done. And it's Australian. I really enjoyed the video. The video made me find the album and listen to them. This is 2014, this song. So I've gone, you're a bit of a cheater. But lol, I listened to their album and thought it was okay. 7 out of 10. Same thing. He's ended the challenge on a high. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyed it. 7 out of 10. My average rating, 5.5. Same, I got 56, so if you average that out, it's like 5.6. Unbelievable. So we could, I could push 5.6 to a 6 if I really wanted to, if we wanted to do that game. So, But it's been the, the best challenge so far. Like, I didn't want to rip my eyes out, <laughs> which I pretty much wanted to do for the... Or my no, ears. this is, this is, and that's, this is okay. I do, I do, it does sort of sound a bit samey-samey to me. Um, I do think that the vocals play second fiddle. It's almost like... I don't understand what you're saying. Where's the chorus? <laughs> it's true. They're all, but they're all talented musicians. There's some great guitar work, but when it over- supersedes the vocals, I tend to get a bit lost. So I look. I, I thanks Ed for the challenge. 
I guess I've discovered I'm not a shoegaze fan. I've realised that I like shoegaze a lot better than jazz, divine comedy, Boo Radley's. <laughs> I would listen to that any day of the week over that. Okay, okay. Before uh, we get into song of the week, and also you have a challenge as well. I do, but I need headphones. We've got REM next week. So we've got another challenge from Andy. So the challenges just keep coming and it's REM next week. Which I'm looking forward to. Um, all right, do you want to go grab your headphones? Um, yeah, where are they? Go. I think of you. I know that you're coming to Sunshine I'll never shake your pride You're what I need Been appointed Since the highlight of your miserable life To Mr. East It's never disappointed <laughs> Just for you, Matt. Just for you. That sounded really hard to sing. It's hard to sing. So well I done. It's quite a nice song, think though. Of you. Lyrics aren't nice. I know you are coming. To- yeah, this is the highlight of your miserable life. I know. <laughs> a pessimist is never disappointed, which is true. That is true. Are you glass half full, glass half empty kind of guy? Hmm. Definitely used to be a glass half empty. I think I've changed. I've become more the glass oh. half full. Don't you? I used to be quite a little pessimistic. Yeah. You have your moments. <laughs> hey, sunshine. That's enough. I'll never shake your friend. That's enough. Uh, I thought that was quite good. Well, you might want to listen to that back. Yeah. Right, okay. So, well, should we move on to people who can sing? The song was, by the way, A Pessimist is Never Disappointed by the Audience. <laughs> yeah, because maybe no one knows what No you're... one's going to know what you're going on about. Um, so, let's get into the actual song of the week. Song of the week, song of the week, song of the week. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. Bye. Can't sing Sophie Ellis Bexler. No, but I can't. Song of the week, bang. Glass Violet and Chemicals. Who are Glass Violet? From Bristol, the, brand, the band craft together huge choruses and melodramatic breakdowns drawn from shared influences from bands such as Kasabian, Foles and The Killers. They're playing Cardiff with Butte and uh, on the October the 4th and headlining Mr. Wolves in Bristol on October the 10th. This is an awesome th- song. Thank you so much for singing this song. This is a great this song. song. Uh, here we go. Get your best trousers on It's just for tonight I'm out with the animals Breathe the smoke and get them gone It's just for tonight I'm gone from a
Love that. Love and, that. And we have so many good songs to play. So we are just, we're done. The season one is covered. We've got enough music. I'm, I'm so happy. Some great bands to play. Yep, pumped. Mm. Are these going to be good bands? We have album of the... Oh, I'm pumped for this. Album of the week. It's not it album. is reviews. Right, so are you ready? We've got Bat for Lashes. So ready. I was born So why don't you introduce ready. your little... This is yours. Hi, everybody. So... Oh. <laughs> Why do I go into that? I don't know, you got a Mercury Music Prize. Man. I don't know, I don't have that now, so I had to get something else. Go on then. So, um, we're back to doing new albums mm-hmm. that are not award nominees. Shame. Um, we have Hot Off The Press, Liam Gallagher, Why Me, Why Not? Mm-hmm. And still this year, maybe not as Hot Off The Press, Back For Lashes and Lost Girls. Okay. Who do you want to start with? I think the biggest conversation is going to be around Liam. So do you want to get Bat for Lashes out of the way? Let's do that. So I, so Bat for Lashes, she is Natasha Khan. Mm-hmm. She's from London. This is her fifth studio album. Wow. I told everybody last week to go and listen to Daniel and to Laura. Did you do that? No. You suck. <laughs> so you say I don't do my homework. You had two songs. Two bloody songs. songs. All right, sorry. Two good. Did you listen to the Mark Knight remix of Laura? Whoa. Didn't do your Don't know why I bother. <laughs> <laughs> do not know why I bother. How the tables have turned on this podcast, yes, right? Yes, they have. Right. Um, look, mixed reviews. So the review from The Guardian gave it four out of five. Really? Yep. This has to be Natasha's can most playful album yet. Recorded for pleasure in the US. Um, she wasn't... So the story goes, she wasn't going to do it. Oh. And then she did it and was having a bit of fun with it. So it was recorded for pleasure. It wasn't... It wasn't a demanded album where she wasn't planning on doing it and she, she came up with this album. I'm glad she did. And centred around a desert-dwelling, blood-sucking girl gang. But it's not nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. The what? record is elevated by serial moments and powerful songwriting that could only have come from Can. Wow. Whether in the palpable carnality of the hunger or the Middle Eastern synth patterns of So Good, she may not have intentionally set out to make this album, but it's a blessing that she did. Oh, do you know why she st- was she just quitting the business, or she just? It didn't say. It was just they talk. There's a couple of reviews were like, oh, she wasn't going to record it, and I couldn't really find out why. Okay, all right. But I think it was just. I didn't get the theme either. Like, I, the... I think of the names like vampire. Oh well, yeah, I get it now. But you got so I, the one thing I've loved about this is I'm not doing any research, so I come into this album completely blind, and I'm I'm learning through you. So this is this is this is. So Kevin, uncomfortable. I'm keen to heat it. Not good. That's why I did it. <laughs> Part of it because you can't stand it. Um, all right. And then what I'm going to do is tell you each week what you think the homework's going to be. But really, when we get into this, it's not. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. No, really, that's what we're doing. Because <laughs> that's just to see your face. Because you're going to waiting for it, and I'll say it, and it won't be that. I'll freak out on the oh, spot. Amazing. Um, all right. So my thoughts. Mm-hmm. First listen, it's okay. Went back. Yep. Went back again. It gets better with each listen, right? Mm-hmm. However, at times I really like it, really like it, and then at times I sort of drift away from it um, to, to sort of playing in the background. There's a yep. lot of Stranger Things, 80s synth vibes to it, which I love. Yep. Good tracks, The Hunger, Feel For You, yep. Des- Desert Man, Jasmine, so good is so good. Yep. Like it is a mint, mint track. Um, Safe tonight. I really enjoy the last track, which is Mountains. It seems to be building up to something and then it just drifts off. Is that, that a final horror for you? No, because it drifts away yeah. and I sort of I'm lost hanging. Um look, there's there's 
The May category is Kids in the Dark, which is the first song, because that sort of throws you, the rest of the album doesn't sound like that. And then Vampires was okay, it's the instrumental one. I really love that. Really? I, look, this was alright. This was actually, I enjoyed listening to this. Would I go back? Probably not, because it's not my type of music, but I still enjoyed it. Six and a half out of ten. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I love this album. <laughs> but I like Back for I like Back for Lashes. So, for me, it's such a different album, and mm. it's just got different parts to it, right? So, Kids in the Dark is actually possibly one of my least favourite tracks. It doesn't set the album up well. I, I agree. Because you just, you're like, oh, is this is what it's going to be, is it? And then you get into The Hunger. Oh. Amazing. Yep. Feel For You, Desert yep. Man. Jasmine's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's the best song on the album. Oh. By a country mile. Okay. Um, Vampires, I love it. That saxophone. <laughs> Loved it. Um, so good. Like I just thought it was an amazing album. Like, I love her voice. I love the fact it's different. I like the fact she uses so many different yeah, I agree with that. themes and different types of music and she's experimental. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Straight in. If that was an 8, what's your boy going to be? <gasps> Talk to me about the Liam album then. So, reviews. Mixed bag. So, I'm not going to go through them all because um, some are really annoying. Um, Pitchfork, <laughs> 6.3 out of 10. Ooh. Where Liam Gallagher once yearned for years he never experienced, he's now pining for his glory days. A shift that gives his purposely friendly music an accidentally pensive undercurrent. Despite the shiny bright surfaces, what's left unspoken is that Liam is not quite ready to admit that he's already had the time of his life and is not quite sure what to do next. Pause for a second. Mm -hmm. I've stopped quoting the quietest. No, that's Pitchfork. Oh, that's Pitchfork, is it? I find that really mean. <laughs> That's got nothing to do with the music. It's just a European. Anyway, right, okay. Four out of five from NME. Okay, interesting. That's good. Three out of five from The Guardian. I saw The Guardian one. Yeah, so he says, complaining, there's nothing different or innovative here, feels beside the point. Um, it does what it sets out to do provide Gallagher with a material, hook, material hooky enough that the arena crowds don't storm the bars and lavatories when he stops playing Oasis songs. As Liam Gallagher knows, for his audience at least, that's enough. Okay, cool. So, let me know your thoughts. And I've been, honestly, I wanted to ask you, I've wanted to text you, and I haven't. Mm. I've been listening to it in the car, and I've been going, surely he likes this. <laughs> Does he like this? He won't like this song. Nah. So, we this play, is... Like, how well do... So, what do you think I gave it? Just take a rough guess. I think you're going to give it a seven. What song didn't I like? If I didn't like a song... Oh, let me think. Let me just have a quick squiz. What song did you not like? You wouldn't have liked... Invisible Sun. No. So, uh, okay. Halo. You are bang on. Yeah, I knew it was one of the two. So, my thoughts, it does exactly what it says on the tin, right? This is... You're going to get... Exactly what you expect out of this album, right? So, um, for me, this feels very similar to his previous solo album, where there's some really good songs, and then there's some good, there's some average songs. Um, it's not the, the, my feeling on this is it's good, but it's not exciting. You know, we just we just talked about Bat for Lashes, right? And that's innovative. It's different. It's fresh. 
this is literally you just you open it up and you, you're not surprised by it you're just content right um i'm more excited for noel gallagher's you're off your head but you gotta like i am so, i can't wait to hear it because it is so different and it's different to anything else out there right now okay so i'm quite this to me safe bet good songs on it so let me take you through it right so first of all, the Spotify version has the bonus episode, bonus songs. Um, and I went through that the first time and I listened to all of it and I went, that's a long album. And I would have cut it off here or there and then, you'll, and then I went, oh, wait a minute, it's the bonus version. So then I had to rethink it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ends on the river. So Shockwave, it's a good start to the album. You're punched to the face. And it really is. It is. One of Us is the best song on the album. Nah. It, it is an absolutely gorgeous tick. I love it. Oh, it's a great song. Great song. Uh, Once is excellent. Now that I've found you, Why Me, Why Not is a really good song. Like, it's a good title track, so that's awesome. Um, All Right Now, The Last Minute is fantastic. The River, Gone is, is good as well. The bonus tracks are quite... In, in, Invisible Sun and Misunderstood are good bonus tracks. Right? Yeah, I didn't think you'd like them. The one I don't like is Halo. I think really? it's I think it's absolutely terrible. I just I just cannot stand it. And if you read Twitter, it's probably the most polarizing song on that album because people have very different opinions about it. I know, I just don't like it. It is Chinatown off his previous album. Oh no, it's better than that. Nope. No. Uh Meadow, I didn't like. Uh and the bonus track Glimmer, I wasn't a massive fan of either. I didn't think you'd like Glimmer. Um what did you give um As You Were, his first album? Seven. Oh no. What did I think of this album? Better. It's a seven. <gasps> I was right. You're bang on. So why is it not anything better, right? Because I think you put the two up and I both think they're decent albums. Why is it not getting I why is it not getting any better? Because it's still the same. But I enjoyed it and I've listened to it a lot. There's nothing like I said, there's nothing that bad here. If you want a Liam Gallagher album, this is you're gonna get it. The big test will be Noel Gallagher's one because that is just going to polarise people. People like you are just going to go, I don't like that, don't like the new sound, why is he doing that? And then for me, I'm like, that's just so, I wouldn't have thought he would have gone there. So, yeah, that's my opinion. Okay. Go on then. So what do you think I think? I think you loved it, but I think even you, I think you're going to be around, I think you're going to be around that seven and a half mark. Because I don't think... You can't think it's as good as Back Ashes. Because if you've just talked about how innovative and how different and fresh sounding and then you give Liam the same, I'd question that. But go on. But you have a soft spot. You have a soft spot. So he gets a point for that. um, And the point for effort. So he's already two points. The poster on the wall. The whole thing. Um, If I can describe this album, it's like... When you meet an old friend that you haven't seen for a long time and you have a few beers of them and you just have that content feeling. Okay, yep. That's what it feels yep. like. You're not disappointed. They've not changed too much. They've not become an arsehole. You remember why you like them. Oh, that's nice. That's a great analogy. Well done. That's why. For me, that's why I enjoy it. Because it's... And I know it's not Oasis, but it's 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 safe. It's It's comfortable. It's not bad. You can't help but enjoy it. It puts a smile on my face. I People will criticise it for that. 
That's the reason I like it. Because I don't need Liam Gallagher to go and be weird and be experimental. I want Liam Gallagher to sing the -hmm. same way he always has. Mm -hmm. In that raucous way with great songs, great indie songs, with great build-ups, great guitars, cracking choruses, sing-out-loud choruses. And that's what I want. I don't want him to go and do weird stuff. Mm -hmm. I just don't... Why? I don't want that. I want that. For me, Shockwave is... A cracking start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, the first, I think it's the first four tracks are brilliant. What's my least favourite song on the album, do you reckon? Oh, God. I don't know. If it's not Halo, you're off your rocker. No, mine is Meadow. Oh, well, okay. I'm, that's not, that. that's, I'm not a fan of that either. Do you know what my favourite song is? And I swear it just puts the biggest smile on my face and I just listened to it ten times. Go on. Now that I found you. <laughs> I love it. Now that I found you. It's quite nice, that song. You, yeah, all right, I'll give you that. I won't let go. Wrap my arms around you. I love it. <laughs> and that one's can... a bit cheesy. It's but a bit... I don't care. He gets away with it, but it's quite corny. He gets away with it, because of course it's corny. Yeah, okay. And, and look, Be Stills are great. Look, people have been on the fence with that. I actually think it's a cracking song. Why we might not. Okay. Um, once is... is a great song, the river. Like I, like it's, it's actually really well produced. It sounds great. The strings, sounds great. Great use of strings. His vocals are great. He just, I just loved hearing him sing again. It's what I love about Oasis. Not as good, but it's familiar. Puts a smile on your face, and I was relieved. I don't want you going to do something weird. Yeah, I don't a good want point. Black Stand dancing. I don't want. It's not even any good. Okay, I want this. And? And I want to go and see him, and I can't wait to hear him sing all those songs, but you're buying on seven and a half. Yes! Yes, yes! For that reason, because... God, we know each other too well. Um, Bat for Lashes, if you think about the songs I've been given high, they're a little bit different. Yeah, they it's, are. There's something new. It is innovative. He gets tons of points because I generally love him, and I love that those songs. Yeah. But it's not... So when I read articles like, oh... Despite his shiny... Shut up. Like, seriously, like, if you could be as successful as him. He's just banging out his whole albums now, and he's just having a good time. And he's written a few good pop songs. I totally Indie songs. And do you know what? None of them are offensive, and it's not a car crash. And for me, it's way better than As You Were. Way better. Okay. So I reckon I gave that six and a half from You did, you did. You did. You gave it about that six and a half mark. Oh, that's really good. Um, Let me ask you. So we're going to see him in a couple of months? Can't wait. Can't wait. Wait till you sing. And then I found you. I'm going to have a beer on each hand. <laughs> How many Oasis songs do you want to hear? Loads. No, I'm the opposite. If, if he didn't sing one, I'd be happy. I don't want to see karaoke Oasis. I don't, I don't want to see it. It's not going to be karaoke Oasis. I just, I don't care. I want to hear I want to You've hear got, it. I want to hear it. He's I got, want to hear it. That's where I'm going. Just one more time. No, it's not. One more time. It's not going to sound the it's same. Gonna, I want it. It's not going to sound the it's same. Him singing it will be fine. It's not. Yeah, well. What songs do you want to hear? Um, I want to hear. Um, well, I can't say because I want to hear them all. I want to hear "Live Forever." I don't think he's playing that, but yeah, that's a really good call. I do want to hear "Wonderwall." Do you? I really do. God. Because by the time he sings it, because he's coming on at the end and we'll have been there all day, I'll be a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Two days, can't believe it, was going to be the day. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I do. Like, I hope, I don't, I hope he sings more of this album than the other album. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really want any BDI. 
Okay. But I want... If I get four Oasis songs and they're belters and he does them well... I think he did Columbia last week as well. So I'm with you. Four, four I'm okay with. So did he do last week? Can Columbia. You... What else do you, do you know? No, no, no. I'll pull the set list. We'll have a look at that. But also I want to be surprised well, I by I like it. Columbia. I love that. As long as he doesn't play Rock and Roll Star. If he comes out on the stage and does that, I'm out. As if you will. <laughs> um... Alright, so that's really good. Both on par with that one. Guilty pleasures? Do you not want to know what your homework is for next week? Oh, God. See, this is what happens when I don't organise stuff. So your homework for next week is... Friendly Fires. (gasps) Inflorescent. Their new album. Okay. Were you a fan of them before? Dabbled. Don't really... Dabbled, I think I would say. Would know some of their tracks, but not, not massively. Okay, so I'm interested in that. Okay. And the second album... Is the national with "I'm Easy to Find"? Oh, I'm gonna have so much fun with this. You've got no idea. <sighs> I don't like the fact that. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Now you've been talking about the national. Are you not excited? You must be excited about that. Uh, I've had a listen. Oh, that's not a happy face, is it? You've sneaked ahead on the old homework front. Because I know it five weeks in advance. So. <laughs> no, I'm chasing myself. I love it. Do it. Love it. And just, you never know what's going to come. I might give a hint. I might not. Might be what you think. Because the thing is, if when you, you think my... about me as a poor, as you, as me as a person, you won't waste your time because that all of them will come. If I give you the heads up, but it changes, they will all be there. It just depends on the mood. And then when this morning I listened to that, I'm like, oh, I think I might change. Okay. All right, let's do it. Uh, so back to Guilty Pleasures. I'm back in control again. <laughs> How's that feel? Much better. <laughs> uh, so from Lucy, we had Kara's Flowers, The Fourth World. I can't wait to talk about this. Can you, dis- this is Maroon 5, before they were Maroon-, Maroon 5, can you describe the sound of this band? Um, yeah. Um, crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's was- very amateur. Yeah, okay. Would you- I mean, it's catchy little songs at times, but it's a bit, I mean, you're probably glad that they became Maroon 5, I mean, they've well, got I'm bad. Not. I'm not, but yeah, okay. Um, Alright, so we t- talk about the good stuff. So the good stuff for me is Future Kid, The Never Saga, and Captain Splendid, which is the final song. And they did give me a bit of a hurrah. The Never Saga was my favourite. Yeah. What I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I like how you're setting me up to break Lucy's heart here. Myself, because it sounded like exactly like Maroon 5. And I was like, I don't like Maroon 5. Uh, Oliver, loving the small time to her with love. Oh, that's the worst song in the world. That's horrible. Sleepy Windbreaker, Pantry Queen. Oh no, I liked Pantry Queen. Oh, and my Ocean Blue. That's horrible. Oh no, I hated that song. (laughs) No, but I liked Pantry Queen. Do you? Yeah, I didn't mind it. What songs did you like? So I liked Pantry Queen, the... What else did I like? What one did you just say? Uh, the ones that I like, Future Kid, The Never Saga and Captain's Planet. The Never Saga, but I couldn't stand the rest. What'd you give it? A four. I gave it a three. 
Well, you got. I give it for you. Give your point for effort. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, three tracks, point for effort. There you go. I give three tracks, no points for effort. But thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you for the support. Uh, you know what? First time we've listened to a band like that, so it was something different. How did they get signed? They made a smart move changing it to Maroon Five, didn't they? Yeah. Um, all right. What have we got? It's your choice. <laughs> so this is weird because some people will not see it as a guilty pleasure, where others will. But the reason I've picked this one is I genuinely love this album. Okay. Okay. But some people will think it's cheesy. Some so, people being me. No, I don't know. So I think it's going to be borderline. People may go, that's not a guilty pleasure. They're actually a good band. Okay. Other people will be like, that. they're crap. You're mental. Okay. Um, so the band's Crowded House. Oh. And the album's Woodface. And I love this album. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's a good one. So natural that oh, is that I on it? Is it? Want to be there with you. Um, I've never really got into Crowded House. Yeah. Have a crack at this. All right, okay. Well, I will take that. Belters. That's quite nice. Thank Belters. you. All right. Purple- 1991, that came out. 1991. Mm-hmm. And they're still going, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Britpop one-liners. Britpop one-liners. <laughs> Hurricane number one, not much. <laughs> not much. Good or bad? Let me see. Not very good. Rob, some killer, more filler. Andrew, a start full of promise, including the perfecto remix of Step Into My World. Great and I refuse to comment on everything afterwards in my efforts to be positive. Oofed. I know. My hurricane number one, never heard of them. Is that some indie band with the guy from Erasure in them? Liam Gallagher, July 97. That's funny. <laughs> um, Titanium Girl, The Charlatans, Oasis, Stone Roses and the Verve all rolled into one. That is big praise. Yeah, that's pretty good. But it's inaccurate. Oh. So, <laughs> um, but she obviously loves them. Yeah, she really enjoyed the albums. Thank you. Um Pop and roll star radio came up with the buzzes like a fridge line in Karma Police after listening to Hurricane Number One. Buzzes like a fridge is so true. Mm. You know when I go away, so this happened the other day. I went to you know I had my fall. Yes. And but then so the day after my fall to get on a plane to Brisbane. Right. So I stayed in a hotel. Oh. And forgot my earplugs. Don't like noise. No, I'm serious. And I'm a bit weird in a weird like when you just only got one night, you don't really sleep that well. Mm-hmm. So anything will disturb you. Same. So. The fridge was hectic <laughs> And it was one of those wee bar fridges oh, And I could sucked. barely walk So I was like that Where's that? Plug <laughs> Pulled it out <gasps> Literally pulled the fridge out Like one of those bar yeah, Pulled yeah. the whole thing out Door flew open All the <gasps> mini bar shit came out Put it back in <laughs> Pulled it back out Pulled the plug out It was kind of on an angle It was making a funny noise Stopped And I went magic Went to sleep Woke up in the morning Bit of a puddle Oh no Because I've been a defrosted <laughs> Shoved everything back Put it back Plugged it in Nothing to see here <laughs> But that noise Does my nut uh, Fridge is buzzing I hate it Buzzing like a fridge Anyway yep. That's another digression ADL Do under 20s Call them hurricane Hashtag one <laughs> that's so, so smart That's, that's so pretty good. good I'll give them that Probably do Like shoegaze yeah. Quite funny <laughs> Ian, Diet Oasis, oofed, to which Hurricane Number 1 tweeted either to us or him, how much do you charge to haunt a house? Can you, did you see that? No. So it was really weird, like, I did the Britpop one-liners, 
And so I think Alex runs the hurricane number one sort of stuff. He does it all himself. And so that was a comment, Diet Oasis. And then he put that comment on how much do you charge to haunt a house? And I was like, is that us? Like, is he directing that at us? Or is he having a go about the Diet Oasis line? So no one responded to him because we didn't understand... Well, I didn't understand the comment. I, was, I didn't want to open it up. What do you think it meant? What does it mean? Um, she charged on ice. What does that mean? That you're a ghost? Yeah, but I don't... What, what does that Are mean? Are scary? Maybe if anyone knows what that means, answers on a postcard, 100%. please. Because I just sat there looking at the phone going, I don't understand if that's really... Smart, and I just don't get it. Or the opposite, that was really dumb. It yeah, doesn't make weird. sense. I don't get it. But interesting. Hmm. Anyway, nice to know the reading. <laughs> um, Tam, I kind of liked them, and they were lovely when they did an in-store in Glasgow back in the day. Nice. Bit prop memories. Saw your post and thought, I've not seen any Hurricane Number One posts in ages. They've blocked me. Mm-hmm. Must have been all that free publicity I was giving them. Oh. So the good thing is, because I saw that, and I was like, Have we been blocked? No, nah, we're still good. Still like that with Hurricane number Yeah, so it's not us hunting the house. <laughs> um, Colin, Step Into My World remains a classic, but the rest is a case study in generic late Britpop mediocrity. Jeez. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Colin, Colin, Colin. Yeah. Well, good. Next bag there. I wouldn't even say it was a mixed bag, no, really. Nice. <laughs> <You're trying> to... <laughs> Shall we get into this week's Not like me, though. You got anything else before we get into this week's album? Nah. Let's get into it. Blur, Park Life. Oh, no. Album cover, it's pretty iconic. You've got the Greyhounds um, that are on the cover. They're racing in Essex. Um, so the front cover of the Greyhound Racing was taken on the 2nd of November 1988 at Romford Stadium. Essex by sports photographer Bob Thomas. He couldn't believe it. We wanted it for a record cover. Recall designer Rob O'Connor. I'm sure if he'd thought about it, he'd have asked for a bit more money. Park Life was actually inspired by Damon Reed and Martin, Martin Amis' dystopian vision of England in London fields and was originally planned to have a cover shot of a fruit and veg cart. Hmm. Um, the meaning, so Park Life. Park Life is part two in their social class trilogy. If you've no idea what we're talking about, go back and listen to The Great Escape and Come Back because it's a trilogy of sorts. The original title for the album was actually going to be London, not Park Life. Was it really? Uh huh. The title was given to the band by Food Records boss Dave Balfe, which they recall as being one of the last creative decisions he made for Blur before he sold the label. That was the song that they wrote Country House about. So that was who they wrote Country House because he moved to the country. Um, So also, as part of the rejected titles for Park Life, let me get your thoughts on this. Magic Arrows... Sport and soft porn. Thoughts on those? Magic arrows, soft porn. Out of the three, magic arrows, sport or soft porn, which one are you going for? Sport. Oh, such a bit. It's generic, isn't it? It's not. None of them are great, really. No soft porn. Because I think that's a bit. You'd regret that. You would. Cliched. Pulp wouldn't. I think that's a pulp album. That should be a... That's a pulp album. That's a pulp album. Um, all right, released on 25th of April, 94. This is their third album. What came before it? Leslie's favourite album, Modern Life is Rubbish. Mm, yeah. We'll talk about that, okay? What followed it was A Great Escape, 
1995, label was Food and the producer was Stephen Street, Stephen Haig and John Smith. It's 52 minutes and 16 tracks. It got to number one for one week. That's it. How long was it in the charts though? 119 weeks. A long time. You ready for it? Tons. All right, albums. Mariah Carey, Music Box. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. Number nine, The Cranberries. Everyone else is doing it, so why can't I, I guess that is. Is that a good album, Les? It's the best album ever. It's the best album ever, is it? I love The Cranberries. <laughs> I forgot that. I love that album. I love it. Okay, all right, cool. Uh... Zombie, zombie. That's not a nice song, is it? Yeah. Uh, number eight, Happy Nation by Ace of Base. What was that? What did they do? Oh, that she, she wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow, but all that she wants. Number seven, A Carnival of Hits by Judith Durham and the Seekers. Number six, Tony Braxton by Tony Braxton. <laughs> what was that? Is that Shy Guy? No. What's Tony Braxton? Oh. I'm going to blank that one. Okay. I used to love Tony Braxton. <laughs> so I'm going to get that in three weeks. Uh, it's just another sad love song wrecking my brain like crazy. Oh, that is a good pleasure. All right. Number five, very best of Mar- Martin Gay. Marvin Gay. Oh. Now, you would know some more Marvin Gay songs if you'd have actually clicked on the playlist that took me a long time because I've culled a lot of crap and given you the good songs. I will eventually listen to that. A voice like no other. You're going into your dad a bit, aren't you? That's it. (laughs) Uh, Number four, Sensor with Stacked Up. What is that? Mm. Number three, Deacon Blue with the Greatest Hits. Love Deacon Blue. Gorgeous to you. So, uh, Ricky Ross, lead singer of Deacon Blue. Yeah. Big United fan, stood next to him at a game. Did you? Yeah. Did you know who he was? Yeah. Like, and do you know why I know who he is? Because he uh, released a CD single for Dundee United. Oh, he did not. Called Proud to be an Arab. (laughs) And if you want, I'll just sing it to you. Because I'm proud to be an Arab, proud of my home team. Yes, I'm proud to be an Arab all the time and now. Then he goes on about telling. It's about he walks up the hill and he gets his thing. And uh, a lot of people are not going to know. I've that. got that in CD single. Yeah, the Arab reference is going to confuse some people. I'll explain. So, um, <laughs> didn't see this coming. So, so the reason, fascinating fact. Here we go. The reason it's probably not that politically correct anymore, but whenever not that bad. So years ago, before under soil heating. This is in the 60s. Right. There was a Scottish Cup tie against Berwick Rangers and it got postponed about 100 times because of frost on the pitch. Oh. United got over it, threw a ton of sand on the pitch and then we got called the Arabs. (laughs) (laughs) True story. That is not appropriate at all. Jeez. Okay, yeah, I don't think I remembered that. So you go, so proud and to be an Arab. I've got the t-shirt that says it. I've got the site CD single. Money Arabs! Top of the league. Top of the league. Can you describe um, 
their football strip. It's orange, right? Tan- don't you dare. <laughs> it's tangerine. It's the same colour. No, it's not. <laughs> it's called the tangerine terrors, not the orange terrors. If you ever want to see Les get angry, just throw it's that... tangerine! <laughs> tangerine terrors. It's bloody tangerine. It's bright tangerine. Orange is a few shades. That colour of your socks, orange. Tangerine... Vibrant. <laughs> uh, number two, The Division Bell by Pink Floyd. Oh no. Oh no. And number one is Park Life by Blar. Ready for the singles? Go on then. You're not going to top the albums for that one, are you? It's proud to be an Arab on there. Surprisingly not. Oh, okay. <sighs> number nine, uh, number ten, I'll Stand By You by The Pretenders. That's a quiz. I'll stand by you. Number nine, The Streets of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. I can't remember I remember the video for this you remember well. the movie oh this is um, what's his past Tom Hanks Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks Tom Hanks no I don't think I've ever seen it of course you've not you'd be too busy watching that Guardians or whatever the hell it was <laughs> Jesus I'm just going to do an IMDB it's been a while just you carry on you turned into your mother there for a second <laughs> <laughs> you've been carrying on watching that <laughs> movie um Number eight, Like to Move It by Real to Real. I like, I like to, to move, move it, move it. it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Move it! it. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Everything uh, Changes by Take That. Number six, Dedicated to the One I Love by Biddy McLean. Oh, Biddy, I've told you that story. Really, yeah. it makes me laugh. 7.7 out of 10, Philadelphia. Go Guardians. Uh, number five, Sweets for My Sweet by C.J. Lewis. 8.1 Mm-hmm Guardians is better than Philadelphia <laughs> Sweets for my sweet Sugar for my honey I remember that That's cute Your lonely kisses Number Thrill me so Four Always by Erasure How does that go? No Wrong Erasure song uh, Three The Real Thing by Tony Bart You're the real thing Oh my god I love this song <laughs> That was awesome. That was cheesy oh, 90s dance. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, <gasps> Can I just do a shout out? Because this has bothered me for years. And I don't know why I've not thought about this platform before. When I, Tony DeBart, and I'm sure it was him, had that song. Then he had another song. And it was, sure it was called Drive. And I loved it. Like, apps. And I'm, yeah, like I'm young, so I'm like, whatever old. Loved it. Okay. I don't like a cassette. Couldn't find it anymore. And it's about, and um I can't even remember it now. But it was about driving, I'll drive back to you, or drive. Anyway, I love it. I have tried everything. I've Googled. And I'm like, it was not even Tony DeBart. I can't find it. Maybe it wasn't called Drive. No, I don't Ah. know. Can someone, (laughs) anyone, and it'll be like that. If I can just remember it, it was about, um, and I'll drive back to you. It was Tony DeBart, I'm sure it was. He sang on it. Can somebody please... Put me out of years of misery. I'm talking <laughs> 20 years of misery. And just tell me what that song's called. Wow. Find it for me. Wow. That's awesome. Loved it. I better, I better listen to it now and it's crap. But I just, I've, honestly, I've had this hot, I've just been dying to find it. Gee, where's the look on your face? Honestly, because I don't know why I didn't think. Because somebody out there will know. Cause oh, absolutely. Please, please help. <laughs> <laughs> you can donate at this number. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Number two, Crash Test Dummies. Mm-hmm. 
haters. My mum had their album. Sure. <laughs> the same day she bought Simply Red. You think I'm an idiot? They actually, that song, not great. But I think there was a follow-up song to that, which was actually half decent. I can't remember what it was, but I remember liking the second song. Uh, number one, uh, The Symbol with the Most Beautiful Girl in the World. Could you be the most beautiful girl in the world? I was about to say something so inappropriate. Yeah, let's not. Done? Rumours about him. Done. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I mean. No, it's moving on. Right. Um, God. Park life. Ready? Okay, park life. Considered part of the original Life trilogy, Modern Life is rubbish, Park Life and The Great Escape with all three albums focusing on different social classes. You told me that. I had no idea about that until you told me. Well, thank you. Why didn't The Great Escape have the word life in it? We cover that in episode 15. Go and have a listen. That seems like ages ago. Really eh? Ridiculous. Um, so let's start at the beginning for Blur because uh, we didn't cover that in The Great Escape. Um, they were formed in 88... The band has stayed together all this time. time. Long, long, long time. So that's a testament to them. If you want to watch one of the best documentaries on Blur, watch New World Towers. And it shows you how... You were going to give me it or something? Yeah, I was. I've got to give you... It's a fantastic documentary, but it shows you how close the band actually are, which is fantastic. Um, It shows you the arguments they have, particularly between Alburn and Coxon, but they still love each other. It's really, really cute. So Damon Alburn on vocals, Coxon on guitar, Alex James on bass, and Dave Rountree's the drummer. So Coxon and Alburn were childhood mates from Essex and met Alex at London's Goldsmith College. In fact, Graham first noticed Damon when he was playing Officer Krupke in the school production of West Side Story. Jeez. What's your thoughts on West Side Story? Oh, they sing to each other, so stupid. (laughs) Let's be fair our Gangs are not going to sing to each other No they're not I've got my knife I'm about to stab you You could move out of the way No I won't Yes you should No I won't <laughs> <laughs> It's just dumb You're not a fan of musicals Are you Liz? Hate them So badly Because Some I do Do you know what? I actually watched one recently That it's like It's uh, Sunshine on Leith And it's a love story With Proclaimer songs Oh but they sing a bit But you, it's kind of You can take it Because it kind of It's either playing in the background It's not like When they just All of a sudden Just break out and Jazz hands Didn't mind La La Land mm, Don't think I've seen it Didn't mind it okay. okay Because of the story Okay But then was heartbroken Anyway Don't, get don't, don't spoil but it But you should watch that It's not a bad one It's just those ones Where la da ba Where it's just like that Oh so how are you feeling today? And then all of a sudden an orchestra and 400 fairies and rabbits and... <laughs> what are you And then they all come out like that. la 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 And then you're like, that's rubbish. That's never going to happen. Get out of my face. I can't stand it. Guess what you're getting for your birthday, Liz? No, just don't. I can't stand it. So Damon's first band was a synth-pop duo called Two's a Crowd. That's a great name of a band. That's great. Why is it great? Well, it's Three's a Crowd. crowd. So why is that funny? Do you not think it's clever? I just want to know why you thought that was clever. Just yeah. getting in your head. So I think it's smart. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he joined after working as a tea boy in the Beat Factory recording studio. I see. Yeah. Tea boy. Tea boys. You'd have got fired for that after they tasted your tea. <laughs> you wouldn't have lasted five minutes. I had people coming at me going, I like my tea milky too. I'm like, yes. Um, actually, that was a nice cup of tea you made me. Thank you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. having a go at your tea. Your tea is pretty good. 
Um, Auburn went into a band with Dave called Circus, reshuffled and brought in Alex and Coxon, renamed themselves Seymour, okay, after a 1959 book by J.D. Salinger. Alex claimed he only joined Blur because Damon had access to free studio time. I thought he was a bit of a wanker, he said, but he had keys to a record- recording studio. <laughs> um, apparently in the Seymour days, the band were maced by bouncers at London venue Dingwalls and ended up in the, in, uh, ended the night by necking vodka in A&E, the experience-inspired pop scene B-side mace. I can't imagine ever Blur getting into trouble. Don't seem that kind of band. But they were boys back then, right? Yeah, but cheeky. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. Um, so Andy Ross from Food Record Label went to see them play. Liked them, but didn't like the name. So they were advised to pick from a list that Food created, hence Blur, and signed to Food in 1990. Also on that list, Sensitize, Whirlpool, and The Shining Path. Cool. Good. So they, they hit the big time. Good pick with Blur, right? Great pick. <laughs> The former two names were later used by other bands. Whirlpool featured a young Jem Archer. Oh. Interesting. Leisure came out in 91, going in the charts at number seven, which had the amazing There's No Other Way. There's no other way. There's no other way. That holds up. This is my point. Anyway, don't get me started. We're about to get, we will get to when that. When blood are great, they're great. When they're not. I'm with you. I'm with you, pal. We're both going down on this together, okay? So There's No Other Way was placed the highest Blur single at number eight until three years later with Girls and Boys when it surpassed it. Immediately after Leisure, they found themselves in £60,000 worth of debt. So they were sent on a 44-day tour of the States. Yeah, I read that. Pretty brutal, right? Um, So Dave Rowntree was asked by Vice about Leisure. Wasn't it during this album that you had the disastrous tour, debut tour of America? It wasn't a tour of the States that was soul-destroying. It was the circumstances under of which we were doing them. Our manager had stolen our money, so we had to tour the States for months to pay off the debt. We had made our first album, first rung on the ladder, and instead of being able to capitalise on it, we were essentially bankrupt and had to sing for our supper. That would suck. Imagine you put suck. out an album and your boss has nicked all your money, so you're in heaps of debt. You have to go to this her. happens a lot. There's and, lots and, of these yeah, there stories. Is, right? heaps same of, with the Stone Roses, same with everybody else. There's Echo Belly as well, like yeah. heaps of them. They'll just nick money from the birds. Um, all the time in the States, they wanted to get back to the UK because Suede were starting to get some popularity mm. and that type mm. of music was starting to get better. Damon said this Suede and America fueled my desire to prove to everyone that Blur were worth it. There was nothing more important in my life. Second album, Modern Life is rubbish okay so i'm gonna take i'm gonna get you out of jail you ready right so the very first episode you make a flippant comment about the fact that that album is rubbish right still to this day we get people coming at us for that comment right now what we didn't go into is the fact that so when i went through and i checked the spreadsheet to see what you had given it and what i had given it so you gave it a five yep which is not bad yeah I give it a three. <gasps> you think it's more rubbish? Because <laughs> I went, oh, because I like going, th- as we go through the journeys, I like going back to see what we gave. And I'm like, oh my God, I gave a worse rating than Leslie. And you've been copping it all this time for that one statement. Yeah. Um, Do I look fussed by it though? No, you don't care. <laughs> Leisure, we both like. So I liked Leisure more than this. 
you like modern life more than leisure. 100%. Vice versa, right, okay. Um, so from Stephen, producer, modern life hadn't been a commercial success, but the band was still drawing a big touring crowd, so the fear of being dropped had gone. We went into the studio to do Park Life soon after. Damon was directing his attention to a very English kind of inspiration. Great records made by the Kinks and also imaginary characters like Tracy Jacks. The Tracy Jacks! That's uh, in my head again. Yeah, because I think your car was playing it. And I was like, yeah. That's, yeah. The album was made piecemeal. We did a few songs. When they were on the road again, then back in the studio, there were no arguments. So they were totally broke at this point. So Leisure and Modern Life and, uh, is rubbish with them barely surviving. Stephen Street said they had to come into the studio so they could eat. I think the only time they ate was on tour and in the studio. They could only afford to eat on their pair DMs, which is the, the sort of pocket money that you get every single day. <laughs> so it's hard to sort of take it back to that. And Think just, of them now. I know, exactly. So I talked about musically in the UK, things started to turn. More Britpop bands started to come through. Like I said, Suede, Oasis, Elastica, Menswear and Pulp. There was a feeling that Park Life was the final roll of the dice for the band. Stephen said there was a sense that this has to work, but at the same time we were confident. There seemed to be a feeling that the time was right. They were right. The album is Blur's most successful UK album ever and first number one album. The album was nominated. I can't wait to talk about this. The album was nominated for the 1994 Mercury Prize Award, but lost out to who? Bloody M people. Of course. Elegant slumming. We talked about it last. Was it last week? But yeah. So. Sucks. Just to refresh your memory about what else was in that amazing categories. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't all good. Everything changes by take that, which you would never think the Mercury Prize would put up. But are, you, are you actually kidding? I'm serious. Everything changes by you. Yeah, but they also you had M people, you know what I mean? So, Give Out But Don't Get Up by Primal Screen. <gasps> Head Like a Rock by Ian McNabb. His and Hers by Pulp. Music for the Jilted by Prodigy. Wow. Park Life by Blark. Wow. The Piano Concerto-MGV by Michael Newman. one of Newman. my favourites. Mm. Trouble Gum by Therapy. And What Silence Knows by Sharon Nelson and Wildwood Paul Weller. Who are you going to go with? M people. <laughs> Who would you pick out of that? After I've already said this. Um, for Music for the Jilted. I know you'd probably look to Paul Weller. I'd go Music for the Jilted. That redefined dance music. I would struggle. Wildwood or Music for the Jilted. I can't compare them. For different reasons. I think Music for the Jilted Generation is one of the best electronic albums ever. There you go. And it sort of spearheaded because it was a massive change in direction for the band. Don't you and think? Don't you think it's just an incredible album? Yeah, yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Do you think it's the best Prodigy album? <sighs> oh, we can't get into this. I do. Do I think it's the best that album? That will fight the line. No, because I, th- I think... Music for the Jilted is a better album. There are two tracks that I'm not particularly fond of on Fat of the Land. However, Fat of the Land had the bigger impact. What do you not like on Fat of the Land? Feel My Fire and Serial Thriller. The two, the two rocky ones. They're the ones. And they're okay. They're just not... As, when I first heard them, I didn't like them. And I've grown to appreciate them. Music for the Jilted is just so good. Break and enter. No good start the dance. No good start the like dance. Like voodoo people. Like just hit after hit. Right, anyway, shall we crack on? Uh, where was I? Oh, right. So, Park Life won four Brit Awards, including Best Album, Best Band, and Best Single for Park Life. Um, it's worth noting that apparently Damon started to suffer from anxiety because of the success. Oh. 
right? Which is happens quite... to a lot of people. I reckon. Can you really fully prepare yourself for it? No. Because I've been going through a similar thing because of the popularity of this podcast. <laughs> so you know, I struggle when I walk out the door. Media's there. I go for my coffee, and yeah. I'm like that. Guys, guys, seriously now. I'm just here for my coffee. Yeah, just break up. Yeah. I go way out the back, <laughs> and I'm like, guys, I've got a job and I've got a life, and you know. I'll sign it later. That's yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> Sleepless nights. Um, what I want to do is I want to talk about the enemies, right? Because there's three categories I want to talk about. And I'm going to go from 1990 to 2000. And I'm going to go British Album of the Year winners, British Single of the Year winners. And the one I cannot wait to get your take on oh, is no. the Outstanding Contribution to Music, the British Winners. Ready? <laughs> Let's start with Album of the Year. Okay. Cool. 1990, the raw and the cooked by the fun, fine young can, cannibals. I hate them so much. Wow, that was passionate. Really, his voice is the worst. I cannot stand them. She touched me crazy. And I can't get it with Don't you dare, you don't like them, and it was never. Pleasure. No. My dad had that album, it's gone on the list. No, another one. Your dad didn't. Oh, your mum had that, your dad had that. <laughs> Number nine, uh, so 91, Listen Without Prejudice by George Michael. Brilliant. Seal by Seal. Love Seal. 99, good albums, right? 93, Diva by Anna Lennox. Oh, yeah. 94, Connected by the Stereo MCs. Doing well. Number 95, uh, 95 Park Life Blar. 96, What's the Story by Oasis. Oops. 97, Everything Must Go by The Mannix. Number 98, Urban Hymns by The Verve. 99, This Is My Truth, Tell Me Yours by The Mannix. 2000, The Man Who by Travis. Pretty good albums, right? Great albums. Apart from your fine young cannibal spirit. me crazy. Uh, uh. Are you ready for the singles of the years? Single of the year. Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins in 19. Just another day for you and me in paradise. Oh, oh. think twice. It's nice, it's isn't it? It's a great song. It's a great song. Uh, Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. Oh, oh no. All I ever wanted, Christ. all I ever needed was here in my arms. Okay. These Are the Days of Our Lives by Queen. That's a great song. I know you don't like Queen, but that's a good song. I wish we could talk about Depeche Mode more. Okay. Maybe not right now. <laughs> this just reminded me because I actually feel they're a band that I really like and I don't really talk about much. Okay. And I don't know if you really shall I make you a playlist? Yes, please. I don't it's it's funny, it's you'd think I would because of Mercury Machine and how much I really enjoy their stuff that people would keep telling me to go back to Tibet. I don't. So you yeah, maybe. Um ninety three, you've had this stack of hits. Stack Yeah, I'm up for it. Could it be magic by take that? Just saying. Just saying enemy. Ninety four though, ninety four is better. Pray by take that. <gasps> I love that. Song. All I do each night is pray. Come on, two years oh, in a row. Thinking about things in front of you again someday. All I do each night is think. Come on now, come on now. Uh, 95, you're back to normal with Part Life by Blur. 96, though, back for good by Take That. <laughs> Why do they like Take That so much? Three times they've taken that out. Uh, 97, Wannabe by Spice Girls. <clears throat> You'll love this. 98, Never Ever by All Saints. Uh, Never ever have I ever felt so low 
1998, uh, sorry, 99, Angels, Robbie Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright though, it's alright. Cannot because stand that song. I'm saying it through gritted I can teeth. see it. The most overplayed pap, absolute pap. Can't stand it, can't stand him. Awful. Ah, awful. I'm never feeling you since then. Finished? Honestly, I can't. You know what? It's okay though, because 2000, She's the One by Robbie Williams. <laughs> How bad is that? Anyway, you ready? I need to know why I can't stand his music so much, but I can't. Like, I hate it. Okay. Let's get on to the good one. One I really want your take on. Outstanding Contribution to Music by British Artists. You ready? What year? Well, this is the same. 90 to 2000, right? So it's only that 10 years, okay? 1990, Queen. Okay, good, of course. Tick. 91, Status Quo. Status Quo, stop it. But kind of get it, maybe. 92, Freddie Mercury. But he just won. He did just win. That's just, silly. Just saying. 93. Was that the year he died? Maybe. Oh, to do with that. maybe. Number uh, 93, Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Wake up, Maggie, I think I got something to say to you. Uh, 94, Van Morrison. 95, Elton John. Yeah. 96, David Bowie. Oh, no. Getting some quality, right? 97, Bee Gees. Still, yeah. Still, you've got yeah, a yeah. good acknowledgement. 98, Fleetwood Mac. Oh my God. Do you know how much I love Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> 99, Eurythmics. Yeah, yeah, fair. With fair me? Call. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All on board. Good, All on board. good run. 2000, The Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, contribution to music. Honestly, if you were any other of those artists beforehand, you were like, you're just taking a piss. You would imagine you were up for that category and they took it out. You'd like, be like, Are you serious? Have you listened to my back catalogue? Fleetwood Mac, we are possibly one of the best bands ever. Mm-hmm. And we have written numerous albums and loads of songs and talented musicians. And you're telling me that the Spice Girls <laughs> have contributed as much musically, if not more. To the world. Yeah, if not more. So that's that's enemy. So I'm just, you know, throwing a bit of shade back on enemy. You know, we've been ploughing at, at the Mercury Prize Awards, but enemy's not so squeaky clean either. That's bad. That's bad, eh? It's really bad. Um, all right. Park life. So you've got all these bands getting together and playing um, anniversary tours of the albums. Mm. Do you think Blur all do Park Life? It would be fun. They're not going to. So, um, an interview with the enemy, but with the milestone anniversary looking at April 25th, Alvin has said that Brexit was a major reason why the band chose to turn down the, plans, the chance to play the record live in full. When asked by the Metro if any offers had been made, Alban replied, yes, they have. I'd only want to perform it if it was a positive thing. 
Say we get to the point of having a second referendum, then I would be happy to play that record as a celebration and as a way of reminding ourselves of a time when we had an idea of Britishness that wasn't political. It was more about our music and culture, he continued. That was a bit naive, no question, but it had a funny side that had a humour about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not against performing that album, but I wouldn't want to do it if it was just about the money. Good old Damon. I like that. You like that? There may be a second referendum. Good old Boris has lost his mind. What's going on in politics at the moment? It is mental. Today's just been an awesome day to just sit and flick between US and British news. So I saw this uh, meme today, which is amazing, and it said, Trump, a British word for hot air coming out of an asshole. (gasps) Johnson, an American slang term for a penis. (laughs) Tell me that's not a sign. How good is that? It's a, very clever. I'll try and keep us away from political views. Now that might not be my views. That might not be. You were just quoting a meme. That was it. Well, Moving on. <laughs> they are my views. Uh, what's, what, do, what did Blur do next? Well, they released The Great Escape, which we've already talked about, right? So The Great Escape in 95 got to number one. I give it a seven, you give it a six and a half. That's why it's way back down the old charts. Blur came out in 97, again number one. You liked that. You gave it a seven out of ten, the old Mm, Blur. Yeah, I did. Okay. What did you give it? Six. Didn't like it. It's too heavy. Really? Really, really heavy album, that one. Enjoy that album. Nah, it's, it's a bit too heavy for me. I don't like it when Blur go heavy. I just, I'm not a fan of it at all. 13 came out in 99, which was when I was backpacking, so I've, I've really fond memories of that album. Number one again. So it was called 13. The other title options, when you're, back, when you're walking backwards to hell, no. no one can see you, only God, is the alternate title for that album. Bit long, bit long. Bit long. Bit long. Um, Think Tank. What did I give that? 13? Six. Yeah. Six. I think that's fair. Six and a half for me. Uh, Think Tank came out in 2003. Again, number one. What did you think? What's your memory of Think Tank? I'm not a massive fan. Neither am I. It's okay. Can't think of any standout tracks. You are bang on. The Magic Whip came out in 2015. Have you listened to that? You like it, don't you? The documentary made me like that album. There is a song on it um, called Lonesome Street, which is just stunning and I've hadn't listened to it before and so it would probably be one of be one of my favourite Blur tracks now it's, a, it's yeah, just right. stunningly beautiful song and in the in the DVD they play it live in, in um, oh my god I forgot the name of the country but they basically play it and it's just it's beautiful lovely song um, alright Dave Roundtree the drummer was asked to rank his his Blur albums right it's the only oh, person no. at the band have found information on ranking them you know how we get like a good rank okay Whoa. Wow. That's amazing. You can speak for yourself. I love... Oh, well, yeah, all right. Let's move very That's quickly on. That's amazing. That's not amazing. I'm going to edit that out. Um, all right. So, what do you think he ranked the least? Now, Magic Whip's not in here, right? So, what do you think the drummer, Dave, put last? Least favourite. Leisure. The Great Escape. I was going to have seen that. There's actually nothing wrong with this album, but to some extent, it's basically just Park Life number three. Park Life number two, I should say. 
I think Great Escape has a different feel to it, though, okay? Yeah. Then he's got Think Tank. It was an adventure really plonked into an entirely different culture, and I think it sounds like a very different record as a result. It's a great album, but I'm not entirely sure it sounds like a Blur album. I do, however, think it's quite good. Then Leisure. Then Park Life. Okay, he said, this was, of course, the one that propelled us into the main, mainstream. Mm-hmm. Actually, what it did, bizarrely, was switch the mainstream so that we were a part of it. It changed what mainstream music was in the UK. Up until then, indie bands like us didn't get into the real charts. You had the indie charts and the pop charts and never the, never the twin will meet. The indie charts meant you sold 20 records and the pop charts meant you'd sell 20 million. Parklife went to number one in the UK. We had a bunch of number one singles and all that happened because of that album and Oasis were doing. We changed people's perceptions of what mainstream pop could be. It didn't just have to be Kylie Minogue. Your favourite. Kylie and Jason. Big fan. Next, it was 13. Don't Jim will fix it to see him. Didn't respond. Luckily. Lucky. I'm not saying his name. 13, then Blur. <laughs> this whole episode. 13, <laughs> then Blur, and his absolute favourite, Modern Life is Rubbish. This was a record that meant we could have a career and we weren't going to be one-hit wonders. Modern Life was rubbish, is Rubbish was a big risk and it was a raging battle with the record company to be even allowed to record it because it was going to be radically different. At the end of it, when we finally delivered the album, Dave Balfe wrote us a very nice letter apologising for being such a pain and they actually thought the record was very good. There you go. There you go. Anything else before we get into singles? Yeah, a few things. So Awesome. Funny story. Well, you hyped it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't know why I said it was funny, but basically on um, on Park Life. So mm-hmm. just let me. Oh, I've lost it again. Okay. Hold on. Just so everybody knows, I usually have my notes in paper, but there was the printer wasn't working, and I'm struggling with the computer like I'm a ninety-year-old lady. <laughs> so that's fine. Um. So he talks about, so this is an article by, um, in the NME, just talking about Parklife. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and it says, in that sense, Parklife was a victim of his own success and the band that made it. Even more so thanks, in no small part, to a rivalry that was just about to kick into gear. Just as Parklife was being released, going straight in at number one at the start of a 90-week residency in the charts, a bunch of Mancunian scruffs named Oasis were releasing their debut single, Supersonic. Mm-hmm. And when they came to London a few weeks later, they were keen to check out Britpop HQ, the club The Good Mixer in Camden. There they found Graham Cox in nursing a pint and weary demeanour. Rumour has it that when he went to the loo, one of Oasis relieved themselves behind him and sprayed his shoes. <sighs> Graham says, Liam can be pretty frightening because you don't know what's going on in his mind. It's like a gunfighter in a fistful of dollars. Is he going to draw... Does he come in peace? <laughs> this was weird because I always wondered if their rivalry was just hype, as in just the, but they gen there was an actual thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, that's a very different. You, I don't know how you like. And... and so that's part of the. I would say if Liam was here right now, it'd be quite intimidating because you don't know what you're going to get. Intimidating? I'd be mute. You were just going to. I don't know what I would do. You'd go into shutdown, wouldn't you? I don't know what I would do. I genuinely don't know what I would do. I'd be an absolute mess. Um, You're really good, though. We've we've met a couple of of people, and I, I? 
And I quite, I go into I go into shutdown, and you're the one who keeps it going. Yes, and I'm like, wow. But Liam is that's it. I'd have to carry you. Yeah. Ignore her in the corner. Just let her stare at you for a while. She'll be fine. So. I found this other article, so Billboard magazine, yeah. and they go through Park Life track by track. And so I'm not going to do that, but I'll just give you a few of the highlights because I actually thought it was quite funny. Um, it said, because Oasis wrote songs reminiscent to Hey Jude and Let It Be, they went they went over huge in America. I didn't think they did. No, they didn't. But Blur, the chief rivals in the Britpop wars of the mid-90s, were more like the Beatles in terms of inventiveness and musical ability. Blew my mind. Yeah. Okay. They're not... What... Oh, you disagree with that? Yes. Why? Because I don't think they're like... I get the the, the term, but if you... No. You don't think the Blur are experimental? I do, but I don't think they sound like the Beatles. No, I think it's saying they were experimental, as in, like the Beatles, not they sounded like the Beatles. Yeah, I suppose so. But they... Because, yeah, yeah, they... Because Oasis just sound like the Beatles, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. um, but they didn't write universal anthems everyone could sing along to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Their finest album, Park Life, is all about everyday London life, and when it hit the shelves 20 years ago today, America barely took notice. Perhaps Blur were too British? The same criticism hurled at the Kinks, the Jam, Madness, and a host of other terrific UK bands that were huge on their side of the pond, but relatively small fries um, here. Or maybe it was bad timing, as mastermind Damon Albarn and his nasally British voice proved Plenty palatable in the decade that followed as he achieved massive stateside success with Gorillaz. Yeah, okay. But while Park Life didn't necessarily move the American masses, it was a modest underground sensation. The infectious lead single Girls and Boys went to number four on the alternative airplay chart. Oh. 59 in the Hot 100, number 21 on Dance Club songs. <laughs> what? Um, and number 40 on the pop charts. It's a dance song. Dance club songs chart. Yeah. It's a dance club song. So hold on. You could drop in any sort of, like... Okay. I can see why, because it is quite dancey. And you could whack it into any sort of set, and people would still keep dancing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... I get that part, but I don't know if you'd put it in that chart. Mm. That's what I mean. Like, I get it. Okay, cool. If I was at a club and they played part life, I'd have a right, correct? Yeah. Um, if Blur, even if Blur never records again, Park Life remains a masterpiece that continues to offer cheeky little surprises in its nooks and crannies. <laughs> um, thoughts on that? Um, I'd agree with that. I agree with that. Um, there's little things in Park Life that you appreciate or pick up that you may not have heard previously. Um, and I find that a lot. There's a lot of rifts or melodies or samples in the background that you go, oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that was there. I don't know why it's there. And then you investigate it and you understand why. So, yeah, there is, there is, a, there is, it's not just the band all for, for, it's not just their instruments. There's a lot more to it. So, yeah, I, I agree. And I, we'll get into it when we talk about the tracks, but you're right. For me, this is an album I've listened to a hundred times. But again, when I listen to it, there's something else that I hear. Yeah. Or... A track that I go, forgot about that. Yeah. Forgot really like that totally song. Totally agree with you. And we'll talk about it, and maybe they're the same. Whereas I feel so comfortable, maybe it's because I was never as big into Blur as I was Oasis, but I know every single Oasis song backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Nothing's ever a surprise. So I think, not. and I own this album, 
Um, but I, again, just listened to it for this exercise. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So, anyway, that was that. All right. Uh, we'll get into it. So, yeah, you've touched on something I really want to harp on to, and I don't know whether to do it now or not. Um, do it now. I had the album, right? And <laughs> for me, there are songs on this album that stopped me from listening to the album. So, it's to your point, there are... I think that's why. It wasn't one of my go-to albums because there was tracks in there I didn't like. And that's the same for every Blood album to me. We're going to get into it already. I agree 100%. So remember when we did The Great Escape and I was like, ah, come at me. All right, I'm just going to throw it out there that the best Blur album is their best of. Now, you're smiling because I'm going to cop it for a second time, but I stand by that, right? Um, that best of is just end-to-end amazing tracks. But when you look at the albums, because they're so... F- varied you know there's different styles of music and 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 it becomes hard to judge them that's the challenge you have because i challenge anyone to like every single song on this album there can't be surely yeah really there will be but i agree with you and i think they'd be lying because if you go to me i really love lot 51 (laughs) (laughs) i'm like that no you don't should we get into singles let's do it so girls and boys went to number five in March 1994. So the video, directed by Kevin Godley, so they're performing the song in front of a backdrop, which is all about footage on a club, eight, so it's all for an advert for a club 18 to 30 summer. Club party. 18 to 30, jeez. Did you ever go on one of those? No. No, neither did I. Won't be doing it now, Thomas Cook's going bust. Uh, so Godley later branded the video as page three rubbish, while Blur <laughs> found it absolutely perfect. The front cover of the single was from the pack from a pack of Jurex. I didn't know that. I can't remember that, but apparently. Mm. To the end, number sixteen. What a song. What a song. June ninety-four. Did you have you seen the video for this? It's gorgeous. So it's directed by David Mould. It's shot in Prague and it's black and white. And it imitates apparently a French film called Last Year at Marienbad. It's a 1961 video. But it's it's gorgeous. It's everyone it, because it's in black and white. It's aged so mm-hmm. well. It's really stunning. Park life of Park life at number ten. It's such an iconic video. Everyone sort of remembers. Everyone it. knows. September ninety four. Um, it's all about Phil Daniels. Um, he's a double glazing salesman with Damon as his sort of sidekick. And and what movie was Phil Daniels in? Oh, go on. Quadrophenia, which I keep telling you to watch. That'd be why I don't know the answer. He plays answer. Jimmy Cooper. He's, the, he's the, the, the. He's so young. Is he good? But he's. Yeah, you've got to watch that movie. You okay? End of a century. Went to 19. 19. It's not that a top, old. Yeah, not a top 10. September 96. The video is actually a live performance of, at the, of the song at Alexandra Palace. And that's how it plays. So it's not. Um, you know, the live performance and then the studio copy on top. It's actually the real life mm-hmm. footage, which is just awesome. Ready to get into the tracks? Yeah. Yeah, ready? I'm pumped. Pumped. Girls and boys to kick it off. <laughs> is that a punch in the face, Les? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Water song. That's, it's, that, this is what, it's another amazing way to start an album. This is how I want albums to start. Okay. Right in your face. Boom. 
So apparently Damon was inspired to write it when he uh, went on holiday to Magaluf in Spain. <laughs> he went with Justine Frischman. We don't talk about her. We did talk about her a lot in The Great Escape. Um, according to Alburn, the city had really tacky Essex nightclubs and a rampant sexual scene amongst vid- vid- visitors with all these blokes and all these girls meeting at the watering hole and then just copulating. There's no morality involved. I'm not saying it should or shouldn't happen. Who uses the word copulating? Who does use that word? Damon Alburn does. Um, it came up... So, you know how you talked about the, that, that how does this get into the dance charts? A lot of the comments on YouTube is around this being one of the best dance songs ever made. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Girls really? Who, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Girls who want boys, who like boys to be girls, who do boys like their girls, who do girls like their boys. Always you be someone you really love. It's a belter. It's a great song. Let's play it. Tracy Jacks, love it. You were singing it I earlier. Love it. Tracy Jacks. Uh, describes an everyday man who has had a mental breakdown due to a midlife crisis. Uh, every day he got closer. He knew in his heart it was over. I'd love to stay here and be novel, but it's just so overrated. Tracy Jacks. Um. I really like this song. What did you think about the violins at the end? Love it. Why? Like, what do you th- like? The it just it 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 feels different to the song. I tried to find. I like it. it's just a wee bit of the ending because it's, it's already a quirky wee song anyway. Yeah. And then I go, oh, yeah. It's like that. You know how it. that Nooks and Crannies example you yeah. gave it. That violins is a perfect example. Of yeah, that. and that's a, an example of when it works. Yeah. Okay. Tracy Jacks. Tracy Jacks. We're gonna play it. Okay. End of a century. So according to Billboard, end of a century is about waking up in a bug-infested flat, putting on the same clothes all your mates are wearing and shuffling through a life that's nothing special. At least there's softcore porn to look forward to on the telly. <laughs> um, you're absolutely right. So she said there's ants on the carpet. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was apparently about his, um, when he was sharing his, his flat with um, Justine, it was <laughs> it had an infestation of ants. Gross. Which is just gross. I had an infestation of ants around my house. They got everywhere. Did you get the queen? Don't know. Some get the queen. paid someone to come and do it. I'm sure he. Same fellow that squashed the red back. Or... No, a different person. Different person. Not as hardcore. He was, yeah, he was brilliant. Um, I really like End of the Century. I think it's a really good Great song. Great song. All right, let's play it. Just got the chorus. We all say, don't want to be alone. We wear the same clothes because we feel the same. Oh, it's just so good. 
and of a century. Whoa, it's nothing special. Uh, keep going into park life. Stop. This is funny because it talks about quadrophenia. So way before Blur waxed philosophic about what it means to be a disgruntled young Londoner, The Who tackled the question with quadrophenia, their finest album. Okay. It's perfect then that actor Phil Daniels, star of the quadrophenia movie, handles the slang's heavy spoken word guest vocal. Again, the topics couldn't be more commonplace. Morning traffic jams, feeding the pigeons in the park. But the band makes them pop. you got to watch that movie. Okay. Now uh, that is kind of a musical. It is. You are, yeah, yeah. But they it. don't stop. They don't. It's stop. spoken word, right? Yeah, and and their songs in the background is, but they don't stop midway and just start singing to each other. Um, I love this. Uh, there's a line in it that I just love, which is, "I feed the pigeons. I sometimes feed the sparrows. It gives me a sense of enormous well-being." Nice. That's just lovely in general. <laughs> and then I'm happy for the rest of the day, safe in the knowledge that there'll always be a bit of my heart devoted to it. It's just lovely. It's just really cute. Park Life's a great song. It's a great song. It really is. Uh, so, Park Life. Bank Holiday. I hate it. It's the it's a skipper. I'm sorry. It's punk. I just don't really enjoy it. It's not how I because it doesn't. This is because it annoys me, and I know I'll get oh yeah, but it's blowing. Right. So we've girls and boys. Tracy Jacks. End of a century. Park life. All in. Classic blur. Four from four. All in. And then that, and you're like, what happened there? Yep. Hold on. Is it out? Is the same album? Have I just? Have I got another CD on? What's going on? You're confused. I'm confused. And I mean, it's easily done. And so this sort of stuff throws me. <laughs> but um, I just, but it's not my, t- I don't like it. Okay. So I just don't like it. Not a fan of this. Same as you, I, I would go a skipper. Um, the lyrics are really excellent though. Um, it's all about, you know, an ode to the actual British bank holiday. Bank holiday comes six times a year, days of enjoyment to which he, everyone cheers. Bank holiday comes with a six pack of beer, then it's back to work again. Um, I'm not playing it. Nah. Bad head. Don't mind bad head. Don't, it's like a psych, it's like a bit of psychedelia. A little bit different. Yeah, lots of different meanings about this. So, um... Apparently the song is about losing contact with a loved yep, one. Part, yep. And then the next, like I read somewhere else that's not about that, it's actually literally about a hangover. Nothing, nothing special about no, it No, I think it's about not staying in touch and feeling awful about it. Okay, cool. Um, what do you think about playing this? How do you feel about it? I'd rather play others. Okay. Do you want me to play the deck collector? No, I do not. <laughs> um, so it's the an instrumental how do you feel about instrumentals, Les? Well, depends. Because we've just had Vampire on Battle for Lashes. And I loved it. Yeah. So it's not, I have a... A thing against instrumental. It's when they're crap. So, <laughs> um, this for me, I get it. Because if you think about it, actually, I'll take all of that back about the Beatles. This is kind of like a Sergeant Peppery moment when they just, they just fire in a brass section or they do whatever mm-hmm. um, in some ways I get it because it does lead into the next track and I get that 
because you've got oh. so I get it but I don't like it okay so apparently this song was supposed to have a narration over it similar to Park Life mm-hmm. look it's alright I don't think it's that great nah okay what's the point <laughs> it does lead into the next track I get it because it makes sense Far out. Right. So you go in, organ, whole thing. But, you know. I had no idea this wasn't sang by Damon. So it's sang by Alex James. Yeah, did, did you not? No, no Can clue. you not tell? Yes, it's a different sound to it, but I just never put two yeah. and two together. Um, so it's, it's actually inspired by James's passion for astronomy. Oh, lovely. Um, I hate space. <laughs> What do you mean you hate space? Hate space. What do you mean you hate space? Because pointless. How? <laughs> I get so angry. I'm like that. Oh, so we've just spent one billion trillion dollars to send some shitty little thing up into Mars to see if there's water, but the world is starving. I see your art. I see that. We people are in poverty. We are not even looking after this planet. Yet what we're going to do is we're going to send tons of money to fire some crappy thing up there just to see. Well, I found another little planet. It's another star. It's one billion trillion light years away. Don't care. How about we bank that money and we fund healthcare and we get people off the streets and we give people clean water just as a basic thing. And then the planet that we do have, which we actually know exists because we're on it... (laughs) And I don't need to go on a spaceship. I just walk outside my door. Mm-hmm. We look after that one. Oh, look at that star. That used to be a don't care. Oh, that's in the shape of a don't care. <laughs> like, don't care. <laughs> so remember I went to that space thing? Yes. Oh, fell asleep. So who did you go and see? What's his face? Brian Cox. Yep. Oh, man. It was started off alright, and I was like, oh, hey, this will be alright. And it's not my thing, so it was a gift for somebody that went along. Who's Brian Cox? He's like a professor, so he's like an a super, super smart super physicist, bloody yeah. blah. Super smart. So he's banging on, and at the beginning I'm like that, oh, alright, okay. And then he starts going on about the theory of relativity, in a relatively interesting way. Because he's talking about space and time and how somebody can do the same distance but the time will be different because of this and that and the next thing. And I was like, oh, that's interesting and I kind of get it. Then it went hectic. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about and this is really boring. And then I'd read, oh, it's got this amazing, so the, the movie, what's its face? The space one. Um, that had Matt Damon and whatever. So the, the company that did that um the mars one we're creating like this Amazing. whole thing about um um animation thing about a black hole and they were going to show you what a black hole is using this whole um cinematic experience <laughs> it's a black hole like <laughs> 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 what am i looking at brian excuse me brian got my hand up here pal what am i looking at a black hole <laughs> Honestly, my screensaver on my Samsung phone is better than that. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, that's my thoughts on this. And I get that's round your, up. And I've thoughts. got loads of friends who go, oh, it's amazing. Do you think what else might be out there? <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. I think, oh, God. you For a moment there, you changed my entire opinion. I was like, yeah, you're right. Yes, true. You're 100% right. I understand your point. I, I actually, I agree with your point about why you spend all that money Yep. Focus on the problem we've got right Somebody now. Some people, we wouldn't have had internet if we hadn't have sent the shuttle up to the bloody blue. Yeah, how do you know that? Well, we might have got there in the end. This is a conversation for someone way smarter than me, but Brian Cox apparently tried to talk to you and he put you to sleep. With his black hole. Cinematic experience. Mate, what? <laughs> 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 The lights went down, screen went black, Les is gone. Les is gone. <sighs> so snore. space. I did a snore out loud, I got a slap <laughs> on my arm. Couldn't help it, it was a Friday night as well, right, you know, just tired. It's a dark theatre. I'd had a couple of beers. Whoa. Oh, you're not, yeah. Stunned. It's Sp- like when we come back here after a night out, we've had a few beers, you're black. Wow, put, put the office on. Favourite yeah, episode. Bang, Favourite, bang, gone. I'm like, talking to you and you'll be just, I'll turn around, you are like gone. If I'm tired, I'm tired. And honestly, yeah, space. Just, it's rubbish, I think. Space, rubbish. <laughs> What's your thought? <laughs> it's anyway. a whole other episode, but just very briefly, do you think we're alone, Les? Tiffany asked that. Do you think we're alone now? <laughs> Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Don't care? You don't care. You don't care. Literally don't care. You don't care if we're the only civilization in Am the universe. Am I going to see universe. them? Maybe. Am I going to meet them? Is it going to impact my life? Maybe. What well, hasn't it No, your problem. Not watching enough alien movies because you've got no idea what to do. I don't think that... Um, I don't think that we're alone, but I don't think it's like what you watch in the movies. I reckon there's some little slug thing slipping about one of those planets with about two cells <laughs> that maybe in time, if there was another Big Bang, may create another type of species. But I'm not, there is no way that E.T.'s up there having a cup of tea with his mum, waving down to Elliot. If E.T. was happen. in your wardrobe, you'd never let him go back home. You'd be pals I'd with him forever. I'd never let him go back home. E.T. <laughs> would never get home. I'd phone home, my arse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops, it's not working now. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, well. <laughs> Space. Who anyway, knew? Anyway, who knew? What were we talking about? Far uh, out. Far out, man. Boom. Far out. Are we playing it? I haven't said we're going to play it. We'll just talk about it. Should we move into a song I really want to play, which is To The End? Yes. The, one of the best blur songs. Oh, I've. I've this put, was in my top five. Remember we did that? We yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. You forget where, where you are, and then this song just hits. So you've come out of a bit of a lull mm. in the album, and then this song just absolutely glorious. What's your thoughts on it? This is one of the best blur songs. I absolutely love it. Okay. So this quote here from. Um, Billboard is actually quite funny. What they say about this song. If they ever make a James Bond movie where 007 loses his job and lands in a go-nowhere relationship with a similarly self-absorbed bird he can only tolerate while drunk, 
This is the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like we might have made it. Yes, Looks like we made it to the end. Love it. It is. I, I'm, I'm with you. Love the music behind it, the instruments, his vocals, the song, the whole... Oh, I love it. Um, so the female vocalist, Letitia Sarrier, mm. is French uh, musician, best known as the lead singer for Stereo, Stereo Lab. Lab. Mm-hmm. Do you like them? I don't know. I've never really... You might like them. Okay. Uh, the original demo, Justine was the vocals. Oh, that's made it even sadder because they did end. They did end. Yes, you well, are that right. That really up. She should have stayed on it. Well, it looks like we might have made it. Yes, it looks. Ah, uh, gorgeous song, definitely playing it. London Loves. I don't mind London Loves. I like London Loves. Yeah. Um, it's about material possessions. London Loves the Mystery of a Speeding Car. London Loves the Misery of a Speeding Heart. That's just great lines. Mm-hmm. You like the song? I do, I really like this song. Okay, let's go for it. Trouble in the message centre. So, just stop. Uh-huh. This sounds like it was off uh, Divine Comedy's last album. Yeah, I know. That's what it... Just even the title of it, you're like that. I was track 12 on Divine Comedy's Office Politics album. God, don't even start me. Uh, not a massive fan of this. It's alright. I do like the Laz at the end. Apparently it's a song about getting so intoxicated and wild that you're barely in control of your own actions. Inspired directly from the UK rave boom of the 90s, Damon originally wrote the lyrics to the song on the back of a receipt for a hotel stay, hence the various related phrases that pop up the lyrics. Did not know that at all. Wouldn't tie that to rave at all either. Um, I'm not going to play this. Okay. Clover over Dover. I really like this song. Why? So, I actually do like... Take the vocals out, take that. I actually like the instrumental part of the song. I agree. Okay, all right. I really want to tell you the story, but I can't because you've not seen Quadrophenia. Okay, cool. Don't tell me about that. Because oh, it talks about the ending. I'll tell. Once you've watched that, I'll tell you. We'll come back. I've, yeah. Okay. Um, so apparently, this is about suicide. Right? Yeah. Did you know that? That's what I want to tell you. Anyway. Okay, so apparently it's over a crude rhyme called Roll Me Over in the Clover yeah Roll Me Over in the Clover can you sing me that there was a YouTube at work and I didn't want to do it I was like no I don't know how I can sing it but yeah you'd you'd know it okay cool um so I think this is quite an unusual song for me anyway Johnny Thibault on Twitter right when we talked about this he's like Clover over Dover right so he's gone I'm going to go ahead and say Clover over Dover is in my top Five Britpop songs. Oh, big call. Big call. Exactly who I went. I went, wow, okay. And I went, do you mind? Can you explain why? Like, just genuinely curious. Well, golly. Besides the fact that I was very impressionable at age of 14 when I first heard it, by way of harpsichord, guitar, and magic melody in 
It encapsulates all I can think of when I think about Britpop. A feeling more than anything packaged up between the sound of seagulls and la la la's. I do love the harpsichord in it. I mean, it's a really nice... I, I would never have that song in anyone's top five. And he's just nailed it. Not in the top five, but I do actually. It would be in my top five of this album. So, Johnny, Ooh, just for you, I'm going to play this song. It wasn't on the list, but for you, I will. Cheers, mate. Magic America. It's a five out of ten. Okay, so this song's all about Bill who packs up and goes to America. Bill Barrett has a simple dream. He calls it his plan B. There were buildings in the sky and the air is sugar free. And everyone is very friendly. Plan B arrived on a holiday, took a cab to the shopping malls, bought and ate till he could do it. Neither anymore Then found love on Channel 44 um, It's basically American culture Yeah And it says here In the same way There are Anglophiles Eastward looking Americans Who suck in their guts To rock Ben Sherman shirts And listen exclusively To bands like Blur Some Englanders see <laughs> That's me see the, <laughs> Some Englanders see The United States As a modern paradise among these wannabe yanks is Bill Barrett, the star of the sarcastically peppy song. 59 cents gets you a good square meal from the people who know how you feel. Having a laugh not just at America, but at the idea anyone could possibly know how you feel. Okay. You want me to play Magic America? Nah. Okay. Jubilee! Not a massive fan of this, it's okay. The chorus is the best part of this yeah, song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is from Song Minis from Fizz2104 about a lazy and immature 17-year-old boy who spends all his time watching TV, playing computer games and being antisocial in general. Pretty much my brother. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Isn't that every 17-year-old boy, though? That was me. Probably, yeah. Yeah, all right. This is a low. Now, this is a song I always forget about. Yeah, you do. Because way down it. there, it's a great. I've gone great song, one of Blur's best. Great maybe, song. Maybe. It's a song about. Do you know what the song's about? No. It's a song about a shipping forecast. Um, so there's a broadcast several times a day on BBC Radio 4. All names of the regions in the shipping forecast, except Malin Head, which is a central, which is a coastal station. The low is referring to an area of low pressure. Oh. Um, so the broadcast is on nightly, apparently. Yeah, people find it soothing. People listen to it to go to sleep. I... No. You and me have got earplugs in. I, I don't want to hear I don't it. want some cloud telling don't... me that there's a northeasterly wind. <laughs> Shh. Start to sleep. <laughs> I do love this song, though. I love it. It's Play am- it. It's amazing. Yep. You finish with lot 105. Look at your face. Right. Is this your final horror? Absolutely not. Absolutely. I've gone. It's a weird end to the album. It's boppy. 
Until the laws hit, which is just rubbish. What if they'd have finished it on This Is A Low? What an ending to an album. Mm-hmm. What an ending. And then you've got Lot 105. Cheesy, we're going cheesy organ. Times a week. Oh, no. No. I'm not a massive... We'll, we'll play it to take everyone out the the podcast, but I'm not... Nah. nah. What do you think they were thinking? Not a great deal. No? So this person says here, Cheesy organ gives way to a skanking guitar and finally a shot of herky-jerky punk. Whatever drugs these blokes took on girls and boys have definitely kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you ready for this? Reviews. Three and a half out of five, Larania. I still can remember when Johan Cruyff dared not to select Michael Laudrup, who was one of the most important players in the world. There were few who understood that everyone should be measured according to his or her ability. The Danish, Danish player wasn't given all he could give, so he was condemned to the bench. I think this is a good metaphor for Blur's Park Life. It's, tra- it's strange to find a best-of list of albums which doesn't include it. The British ones, above all, of course, used to play it near the top, which is something I always found surprising. Okay, the record is good, even very good perhaps, but in general I must put it in the group of disappointing albums because I doesn't feel that it fulfills all the expectations the mass media did create. That is that. There's a bit of that. Okay. I loved the Michael Loudrop reference. Loved it. Uh, you loved him, didn't you? Brian Loudrop. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I forgot. Magic Brian Loudrop. <sighs> anyway, Marvel Maker, one out of five. Park life is like a failed British licence to ill. Its intentional stupidities are neither fun nor funny. It also does not rock. Wow. I'm a Beastie Boys fan. Love it. Don't like licence to ill. Don't like it. Can't listen to it. Yeah, right. Mm. Uh, A.S. Swifty, five out of five. More British than bangers than mash and as venomous as the best maternal insults out there. Such a fun listen. Nearly Superstar, 5 out of 5. I think by this point they had achieved something of a boy band status in the UK. Their smiling mugs hanging alongside Boys Own and East 17 posters in many a girl's bedroom. But musically things were much the same as modern life. Perhaps less emphasis on guitars and pedals. Graham Coxon had toned it down just a tad, but judging by the still prevalent Englishness of the band's lyrical subject matter, it's understandable that America still wasn't listening. The whole thing is brim... Full to the brim with laddish pub sing-alongs galore, not to bench, mention a bona fide gay club anthem in Girls and Boys, one of the best albums of the 90s. Les, what do you think you gave this album? Seven and a half. Seven and a half is correct. What do you think I give this album? Eight. Eight is absolutely correct. Look at me. We have been in tune today. Uh, Alright I've never seen Blur I think we've talked about this Have I? I, I, I? How do I know if you've seen Blur? You ever seen them at Tea in the Park Or anything like that? No I don't have No I never have I'd love to see them uh, Would you go and see them? Yeah of course Yeah oh, Yeah. okay Alright um, Not touring at the moment They're all sort of doing Their own individual pro- projects um, Are you ready For number 12? Number 12 What's coming after this? What is coming after this? Give me a clue. Go on. Band we saw recently. I'll give you more hints. It was at the Enmore. They were doing an anniversary tour of the album that we are about to... Oh, um, what's their face? 
Uh, Gomez. Yes. Oh, controversial again. Album. Bring it on. It's not going to be the other one, Liquid Skin. Go. Uh, so yeah, you were absolutely right. We're doing Gomez at number 12. Oh, I love this album so much. I really like this album too. So I was a bit nervous because I'm obviously, we're getting there and I'm like, oh my God, does this hold up? So obviously it's a big album after Park Life. It's not Britpop, I get it, shush. Uh, yeah. <laughs> already, yeah, we're already, that's the disclaimer. But this is a really nice album. And I'm really happy to talk about Gomez, which we haven't done yet. So, um, What do you think people are going to think about that? Slammed. We, I reckon, out of all the things that we've done, I think we'll get more about this than anything else. Nah. I, 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 I think we will. Nah. You haven't seen what's number 11. I think we're gonna, there's going to be hell to pay once we drop number 11. And then number 10. And then I think we're okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. It's all... These are the big ones. Well, it's what we like. It's our ratings. And this is the way it's the cookies crumbled. <laughs> all right. So next week, Gomez, bring it on. Uh, we're at Britpop Banter and Britpop Banter at Gmail. Thank you so much, Leslie. Anything else you want to add? Nah, all good. Nailed Just it. watch Quadrophenia, please. I need to find it. I'll, I'll, right. I will. All right. Okay. Um, all right, done. See you. Done. Bye.